Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Bo just got us. Campfire shit show stickers. That's very nice and sweet and thoughtful of you. Yeah. Is it? I can't wait to see how we're going to get into some type of bickerment about them somehow. <laughs> it will lead every single thing that we we're like two like five year olds that no matter what we get somehow we end up like in a corner separate mad at each other. So <laughs> for now uh, I'm happy with yeah. these. I well, don't good. see anything good detrimental you, about them. Oh, I love that's them. great. That's great. I appreciate you and your efforts. In my efforts. Yep. We have a great one, I was gonna say cutie pie, but he's a cutie pie. He's a good looking guy. He's a great I mean, I'm not gonna guy. sit here and say, but that isn't the first thing that would come up when I was describing him. How would you describe him? Uh, he has a really great presence of like confidence mm-hmm. and uh, just likability. You know, I just I really had a great time talking to him. I wasn't threatened by him. I didn't. <laughs> you were fe- threatened what, by do him. you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can you can hear people and they just talk about themselves or they they talk about they know everything and. And he wasn't like that at all. No. He, he was very much like he, I could have dinner with this guy and just hang out and talk. Super cool. You know? Yep. At his house though, because you will learn yeah. that his house is yeah. super he's nice. He's got cable. Yeah. He's like a real um, adult, you guys. And his name is Andrew Norelli. Yes. Andrew Norelli is a stand-up comic. Uh, and really, that's all I know about him. Well, let me tell you a little bit more. Oh, you'll tell me more? Yep. Do and it. Andrew has had numerous late night appearances including twice on the late show with david letterman the late late show with craig ferguson and jimmy kimmel where he was booked by jimmy himself jimmy called Uh uh-huh he calls him an a plus plus comedian oh way to be like an overachieving comedian andrew uh he's also been on comedy central's live at gotham and the nationally and the nationally syndicated comedy roundtable comics unleashed where he worked as a monologue joke writer. And you really liked his TED Talk. You told me that he just he was talking about like uh, computer yeah. error messages. Yeah, he had a TED Talk where he did a whole comedy bit about error messages. That's correct. You just said it. And then also, <laughs> uh, I watched his um, Letterman uh, episode where he jumped on there and did a set there. And I just was really impressed with 
the set and just he comes out and uh, there's just something about him. There's something about him that's really like approachable. Yeah. He's considered a clean comic, which in the comedy world just means you're not using a lot of profanity to get your work out there. Right. And and I really appreciate that because I don't think you need to go there. Now, you can and I'm fine with that. But uh, I just thought watching his performance was it was really good. It was just right. solid, solid work. Which is for, uh, why for this episode, our sleeping bag is like high quality down feather. Yeah. We got like a real adult kind of like Coleman, you know. Yeah. None of this Walmart Not a Coleman. Shit. It's not a Coleman. That's oh. not the highest quality. Oh, it's not? No, we got it from William Sonoma. Oh, yes. No, they're only kitchen stuff, right? Uh, I was going to say. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a really nice sleeping bag. And so this week we're going to jump in there with Andrew Norelli. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So that Tiger Tiger place that you mentioned, yeah. it's a really great place. However, it has been ruined for me because when I was getting back together with my boyfriend that I'm with now, uh-huh. I f- like I opened up. I was not peeping or sneaking. I was r- simply writing a note, and he had in his journal written uh, some ideas about like the girl that he dated in between when him and I, you know, were kind of split up and stuff. And he wrote down like things that this person likes. And number one on the list was the curry fries from tiger, tiger. And that for some reason, like everything, (laughs) the other stuff was like puppies, romantic movies. And for some reason, like I can't let the curry fries go. And we've gotten in like three huge fights about (laughs) fucking disgusting curry. fries. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. I'm fascinated (laughs) by people who break up and then get back together. Me too. What, 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 What transpires? I would not, recommend it uh, no i mean no I, I would recommend it in our way but not um okay so <laughs> i can't wait for this it, I mean, so, the, <laughs> so the first time we dated was probably about like four years ago and we it was a good like six or seven months of okay. dating but i was not a good girlfriend like i didn't really i wasn't invested in the relationship as much okay. as i should have been i was very right. upset you're over al- you're already speaking about it in business terms i love that i wasn't invested, invested. <laughs> yeah i wasn't uh, i wasn't present i mean what what is that i mean? would say what, my i wasn't really I, I wasn't really thinking outside of the box we were looking for a turnkey operation yeah. in this right, relationship right. but yeah right we developed more of a broad spectrum <laughs> awareness i mean what could we, i would you get say drunk like, in front of his parents what do you do I, no what they, did you do? that would have been better no my my assets were frozen in the <laughs> okay. way that uh all right that I like I wouldn't spend enough time with him so basically I would be like a mile from his house and not check in with or see him like I basically I I feel like we were in eighth grade where I like never wanted to really see or hang out with him and I just I was going through a weird period where I wanted to like okay for eighth grade shouldn't yeah yeah Yeah. it is okay (laughs) but I just wanted to be like with my friends I was going through a weird like like my I had a new friend group I kind of like he played second fiddle okay. or no wait no he didn't You're play right. second fiddle very eighth grade. Yeah. it is very my friends grade. didn't like him <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like his shoes and they still did but yeah. i just <laughs> i kind of uh the other thing is i had just come off of a breakup where i lived with the person I and see. so he was the next person to date after that, that. Makes more and sense. i was still yeah you, were you weren't ready i was right. a little gunshot okay. yeah mm. so but he was awesome and did all the right things he almost was a little bit like too into it the first time like he would ask me oh what a shame I know. someone I know. who's liked you too into you and i'm a girl and so back when I was in my 20s like we still liked when guys treated us bad now in our 30s I'm just like please like anyone like does he have kind of a head of hair okay no offense Bo. <laughs> wow. like, no offense, no wow. offense. <laughs> but like I'm just kidding no but um but he would ask me he like he would drive up from he from central San Diego to Carlsbad and say like can I bring you any snacks and I would say oh like yes 
like I, I told him that I wanted him to bring like roast duck one time, so he brought it like as wow. a snack. I know. Wow. So it was that kind of thing where I'm like, that was a test, and the fact that you got me duck like makes me Creeps disrespect me to you. Yeah. Creeps me out. Exactly. Wow. Right. So I didn't appreciate what I had. He dumped it's me. Too much. He should have dumped you. Yeah. Too much pampering. Right. He was kind. He was respectful. Right. So he dumped my little ass. Well, no, that part's okay. But yeah. but you're right. The fact that he's like driving around town getting roasted duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should have at least questioned it. Like why? Really? Why? Do you yeah. really want that? Exactly. Yeah. So, what would the right answer have been in that? Like, what should he like be funny and like show up with like a stuffed animal duck and being like, I I couldn't find the real thing. Now, if he got it, he should be funny before he gets it. Yeah. I think it should be like, can I get you a roll of sushi? Is that good enough? for He now? would yeah. say that now. Right. Now okay. he, and he kind of he checks me now, which I like. That's yeah. What you do. Exactly. Right. You split the difference. And right. so he dumped me, which I was not expecting. And as he was dumping me, I was like, like literally, as he was saying the words, like I'm just busy or I need to focus on myself. I was thinking, this is my guy. Like I'm in, like this is my person. I'm sure of it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it had been seven months of ignoring oh, him. Oh boy, you <laughs> you're crazy. Are a handful. I am. Yeah. So, so to we, say whoa. the least. Right. And so he dumped me, and then like throughout that year he had success dating other people i just really didn't and then oh and these are all this is more junior high by the minute it is you liked him more because he was doing well yes okay and the the girl that liked the curry fries was this like super hot blonde girl that like wore converse sneakers and was just naturally cool and i was like at home eating my duck alone like fuck (laughs) but but how do you 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 and your roasted duck yeah that's all you had i just like had my hand inside the duck like (laughs) okay <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I need something. Man. And so then uh then we finally then I, I would email him and say, could is there any chance we could get back together? And he even wrote like I'm sorry that you didn't let me love you the way I wanted to love oh, you the first time. That's I know. Hey, that's a fucking seer right there. I know. Just like, and karma got me because like the I I had one or two kind of like not even relationship situations, and those guys would like you know, they weren't even like a quarter of how respectful and attentive he was and stuff. Those guys were straight up just like they roughnecks. Were, they were fuck yeah. boys. Just show up in, yeah. your, in your porch with a leather jacket. That's, just like, that's exactly up? what it is. I was close by. <laughs> Figure out, drop by for 10 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hey, I know you asked for roast duck. Here's a fucking hot dog. <laughs> they yeah. put yeah. their cigarettes yeah. out on me. <laughs> right, right. Here's yeah. a Snickers bar. I ate half of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay. So one of the dates in between was this guy had like... Uh, nocturnal seizures <laughs> it gets okay. better and better and so he said if I wanted to come hang out with him I could come to the hospital while he was getting like a study done so oh. I show up with like thinking that we're going to actually hang out and he's hooked up to like a hundred different little right. nodes he's like on anesthetized his- he's, he's half <laughs> under he doesn't even know who you are he's like mom yeah that is a fun date so I went with him told him I was his mom but like um, so anyway so we started getting back to or we started hanging out again as friends and then it like slowly got into right. that and that was probably about like two two and a half years now we own a house together and we're very in love but like oh, 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 oh but i was gonna say but okay so when we were getting back together we were moving him from his apartment to to our house and like i helped him move and part of that was the journal this journal that like kind of fell out and opened up to a page miraculously oh yeah no, where, it's, you didn't open it. no, you <laughs> where it said things about that girl that he was dating the, the hot blonde converse one and I like see. curry fries from tiger tiger was one of them right so i want to go and like poison them with rat poison and then all the curry head. fries so everyone dies that orders them no 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 no, no I, I don't I, even want her to die with your curry logic fries. is weird actually i don't i don't want her to die with curry fries have what you are doing now i don't Sorry, know i, I don't look i don't peek off. on instagram or anything like okay. that are you okay. an instagram peeker like do you peek at any exes not or? at all no i'm i'm, I'm very checked out on social media i do it because you have to of yeah. course yep 
if you're doing a show and you don't post about it, yeah. you know, that show booker is yeah. just, you're dead to them. Right. Doesn't You'll matter never if get, people don't come, but you better yeah. post it. You'll so do they be really booked. like look at your... I mean, I don't think they aggressively do it, but I think they're kind of like, oh, this guy's a tool. He didn't even post about the show. He wants he us to do all the work. Instagram yeah. followers know that he's here. Yeah. And that, that's fine. You know, that that's no big deal. But it, it does get... Some some promoters and bookers are a little unreasonable, though. They're sort of like, you got to promote. You got to... You got to do all the, the work. The show is in June of 2019. No. You haven't said anything. <laughs> and it's like, I know because people don't plan that far for comedy. Yeah. People plan comedy, unfortunately, three, four days out. Yeah. Week out. Maybe. Day before. Yeah. You now, know, do you that, find it's even it's like that in all around? Because I know you travel like uh, you know many different places. For, so even it's not just it's, a California it's, it's thing. It's a lot of last minute thing. Unless you incentivize it, yeah, sure. If you say, "Hey, my show is a hundred dollars, but it's three dollars if you buy the ticket today." Oh yeah, yeah. people are gonna <laughs> yeah, buy it today. Yeah. It's like a ninety-seven dollar <laughs> discount. Otherwise, people are gonna go, "Why? Why am I buying it right now? I don't right. know what's happening." Or right. we have this like, "Is something else gonna come up? Or what am I doing sure, that day?" No, I or, get that. Yeah, people yeah. need to, They need to like organize their babysitter, and they don't know if. Def Leppard tickets are available. <laughs> you know, comedy is second to Def Leppard. Oh my God. Yeah. It is. That that's is so true. San Diego. It's, that's it's, really funny. Yeah. That's, yeah, they that's don't know hilarious. How long they're going to surf that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I might be burnt out, dude. I don't know. <laughs> or their neighbors are having like a barbecue right. or something. Yeah. Oh my right. God. That's, I, mean, I want to. Uh, and I get uh, that. It's, it's, so my, I guess my point is a pr- promotion, I think it's best yeah. last minute or close to the date. It's but, better if everyone understands that. But you don't sort of live in that social media world where I, I do not. you connect I, with friends and you're posting photos of yourself when you do something I, outside I of comedy. nothing personal on my social media. Yeah. Like almost nothing. It would have to be something really, really important or interesting. Yeah. Nothing. There's no picture of me I eating know. lunch, <laughs> getting my hair cut, <laughs> brushing my teeth. There's none of my, about my floss routine. What if like it's, all of a sudden for a month you just did like only that? I, I've thought about doing it, just like blitzing. <laughs> I, I mean, I lo- I'm not saying people shouldn't. I think it does work for some people. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they have time. But I guess they're just always kind of doing it. They're always they must they must be taking picture of everything or videoing everything and yeah. posting some of it. And I want to talk to people who've actually won people over with mm-hmm. their posts because I like I said I don't think that happens. Yeah, I think you already have your fan base and your fans, and they just want to follow yeah. whatever you say one of, to do. One of my yeah, one of my favorite things to do is when I have friends who are in the the dating world and they use like dating apps. I'm like, let me see your profile because this is going to be so uh, much fun. Uh, yeah. Like, so how fun. do you yeah. how do you put yourself into the world right like and is it authentic is it really right. real like, right. like i love hiking and you know right. you know when they pull their profile up or if they won't that's a huge sign like no sure. i'm not doing that but if they do and they're embarrassed about the photos like well then this isn't you right exactly. stop trying to sell this thing yeah. okay you're on potato chip rock or oh, God, whatever yeah, you're yeah. in your yeah. yoga pants or right so them at Def Leppard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> missing one of your shows i know i know a lot of women complain that guys on there who are very short say a, a, an incorrect height Mm-hmm. I guess the theory being oh, that no. if they get them in person, they'll win them over. Yeah. Oh, and no. And that the 5'2"-ness won't matter. Yeah. yeah. I find that fascinating. I do, too. They I should mean, put, like, I have the personality of a 5'8"-er. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But the body of, like, yeah, a 5'3". Totally. I have like, the comp, too, but, like, I'll win you over. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like a 5'9". Or they yeah. should put 5'1", and then they're 5'2". <laughs> yeah, go less. Like, and then no, oh. Did you, like, grow you? I'm actually 5'2". He's a grower. Yeah. Um... But I think that's so. I, I think that's so interesting. The people on there who who it, it's probably not the right domain for them. Yeah. Online dating is probably not right for you. Then right. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. You should probably find another avenue where you can shine. Yes. There's going to be something. I bet. Yeah. You know, maybe you're a good cook or chef, and you can yeah. invite people to your restaurant. Well, I think ultimately, like, 
yeah, this online dating idea, it's like you put all your cards on the table and you, you, you try to be this thing, but ultimately, like if you met somebody in person, you'd have to get to know them and little things right. will come out. Right. We cut through that and then the dating app kind of like categorizes us so harshly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a weird <laughs> question for you. Uh, yes. And I mean, and I'm very happy in my relationship, but okay. okay when I met you, uh-huh. I was like, I'm, I'm, and we'll post pictures of you, but I'm like, I was struck in or strike because you are very good looking. And I think you, whoa, you fall. I mean, it, I'm just going to say, well, no you're very good looking too. No, no, it's, I'm not, I'm not taking it personally. No, no, no. Geez. I mean, it. I think, I think you're a <laughs> definite. I are you married? What? I am not married. Are, not, are you no. dating? I am. I am. Oh, dating. That means, you know, does I someone want, think that you're her, their boyfriend? Like, or, you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody thinks I'm their boyfriend, but are you a I player? Mean, no. I mean, With I a, am basically at that phase where I'm trying to figure out, do I get married and when? Mm. And that's why I with talk one to person like you, or with one one person. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <One> person. <laughs> <laughs> that's the face because I'm not gonna have kids. So that part, there's no pressure. You're not there. gonna have kids. No pressure okay. there. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I talk about it uh, quite a bit of, in my act and stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna have kids. And so I need to figure out if I'm gonna get married. And when I talk to people like you and my friends that are married, you know, it it is complicated to figure out mm-hmm. because depending on where they're at, they give you an answer. Right? And I'm not and, married, and but I'm. I, I'm, but, I'm. But you're living with somebody yes. that's almost married. I'm that's into marriage. marriage. Yeah, I'm, that's marriage. I think you bought a house. Illegal marriage. You bought a yes. house, <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're close to Mexico, <laughs> right. so like everything that we're doing is basically illegal. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm a definite yes on marriage. Like my, I have a very good model of right. marriage, and my parents are still together. I love the thought of marriage, but like I'm a. I'm 36, so I don't have much time on kids. Ooh, but like, you're running out of time. I know, okay. but it's I'm, over. I'm almost oh a no. I'm a, I'm like a maybe when we're 60 and we adopt via like some app or something like that. If okay. an app, a baby can just be <sighs> right. delivered, There's maybe. There's going to be a baby, like the dating app. It's going to be like, the baby. The baby has to give the bio <laughs> and their likes and dislikes. It's 5'1". Like <laughs> How tall it's going to be. Yeah, no, light sleeper. Right. Like, oh, I, I don't like want a light sleeper. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say light skinned. No. No. Jesus, Meryl. No, no, no. But anyway, but like... uh. No, that's we don't. Whatever baby we Why get, are you we'll be happy with it. Why are you backtracking with your All joke? All babies are smart and beautiful. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, like, kids are. You know, everyone has their stages. Right. Some people are so afraid of marriage, but marriage I welcome. But like, babies and children are like, Ugh. right. And so I tease Bo by also saying, like, I mentioned babies having to him and he, or to him, and he freaks out too. So well, but you said your parents are a good model, but I thought they've proven that that really has nothing to do it with does, it, right? It has, it has nothing, nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, I think it does. Really? No, I mean, my parents were not happily married. They they're divorced. But my sister's happily married and been with the same guy for, for since she was 22. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been with one guy for 23 years. One dick all yeah. that time. I know. That's years. the part that Can you that imagine going through all your 20s and 30s? Think about my sister. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the dick that, that she gets. I think more of the spiritual aspect of her relationship. Oh, well, just because I'm married doesn't mean I'm just um. going to have one dick. <laughs> like, oh, just okay, so let's get back to Andrew being cute. So yeah, uh, did you find that, like, and I know this is a weird question because you have to like pay yourself a compliment, but in the comedy world, like I think it's also your, you base your, uh, your clean cut. You like sometimes work clean, you know, you're used to kind of being corporate and like professional almost mm-hmm. like, have you found that you are on your game? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of how to ask that. Like off stage, not yeah. Off stage. I guess like, not, have not, you- a, not at all. No, no. no. And, th- and that's what I don't like about corporate or clean comedy is that there's this myth that it's a moral choice mm-hmm. or a lifestyle choice. It's not, I, I mean, it's not, yeah. it's just a, you know, that's, that's the jokes you have, right? Just like yeah. Seinfeld and Gaffigan have those jokes, but I don't imagine in their private life 
that they're they're following's a moral code, right? Yeah, no. They, they right. Just, Seinfeld just has jokes that are corporate-y. He exactly, that's that true. Jokes that are like, you know, what's going on with it? It's some fun, whimsical observation. That's right. all. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, in the comedy world, you sort of have to be in that camp or the edgy, dark, no holds barred camp. Yeah. If you're in between, you're sort of you're sort of dead in the water. Yeah. Because then you're not in either camp. Or even like with with people's appearances, like if people dress like Michael Moore or something and just show up in a hoodie and like sweatpants uh, and stuff. Or someone that dresses right. sharp, you know. And I put you kind of you know more in the sharp category of you're not you're clean cut. You're not uh, you know I've never seen you perform with like wearing a, a ratty t-shirt. You know. Yeah. Well, I just you know I think that unfortunately branding is a part of of the business. You know, and I don't I don't like that, but but I get that. But right. but that's that, but that's yeah. something I think a lot of people don't talk about is that you as a person are a brand. And that's what a company yeah. is trying to be, is a yeah. brand, right? And, and when a company says, you know, when, when you talk about branding, it's not just the way you look, it's the product you have, the quality yeah. of that product, what you talk about, how you talk about it, you know? And so as a comedian, especially you're on stage and the way that you look and the way you talk, even the voice that you mm -hmm. use uh, and, and the content, it all matters to your brand. And people yeah. do want to categorize because you just brought up Seinfeld and Gaffigan. If so, if if a corporation, know what yeah, that is. if corporation yeah. mm -hmm. said uh, we need to get a comedian for our, you know, whatever Expo 2019, uh, we want to make sure it's clean. Okay, well, Seinfeld, Gaffigan, you know, these people. Yeah, you can't afford them, Andrew Norelli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you've done some Do you pretty have one tenth the budget, Andrew Norelli. <laughs> <laughs> one other budget. You've done some pretty amazing corporate ones, I, like Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I so yeah. what what was that one like? Because I know that was for a whole bunch of executives, right? Yeah, like, that was that was tricky. I mean, we did as you can imagine. They they took it very. We had a lot of conference calls. You don't you don't have conference calls for comedy. Mm -mm. We, we, we had we, conference <laughs> calls. We had all sorts of you know sheets going back and forth via email. And at one point, they wanted to know a few of my jokes, which was uh, over the phone, which was really strange. Uh, yeah. And I Did couldn't you say believe no? I said a few of them. Oh, you really? Did? Because I said a few of them, and they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And I just thought, well, so oh, of course I just not. buried a hole for yeah, myself. Of course not, because like they're not in the setting to get comedy. Correct. Correct. It's ridiculous. It's, it's completely out of context. But I was trying to make them feel more comfortable. Of and course. Let them know that you know, this is going to be fine. And, and you're the right guy. I do and a lot. And so I know what yes. I'm doing. And, um, you know, a lot of times they want you to write uh, a lot of jokes for the event, which is fine. You, you know, you mm -hmm. can write jokes for the event, but your whole show is not going to be jokes for that event. Right. Because comedy does not work that way. Right. Nobody <laughs> writes 20 minutes of just a material. Of Windows, Microsoft. Of Windows <laughs> yeah, 2000. That doesn't work. That's not how it works. <laughs> right. You know, you better have a lot of jokes at the ready that are already tried successful and tested and, and yeah. successful. Yep. And, you know, it took a while, but they came around. They came around and the show was great and it was excellent. And it was, you know, like a lot of these corporate shows, a lot of them, too. It's funny because it's not really about are you the most hilarious person? It's more are you good when the environment's not right? Right. I good? know. Yeah. Can you perform to possible silence? Oh it might gosh. just be smiles. It doesn't mean they're not having fun, but it might only be smiling. And a lot of comedians don't like that and are not good at that. And I don't blame them because it's not fun. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard and it's rare. Um, yeah. I've seen like, some comedians melt down in that moment where they're like, like they are looking at the audience going like, you don't get it. Uh, right. And right. then it like they double down and it, they, yes. then they really lose the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because sometimes the crowd is having fun. They're fine. Yeah. They're just not. It's just but not, they're at the a corporate conference right. and they're not used to being themselves a lot of times. Correct. So, yeah. oh, he just said a joke that might be somewhat racist. I can't laugh at that. So I'll just go. Hmm, right. You know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm not doing well. 
it's not that big of a deal because I'm talking about going to Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. People are not going to be the audience like, I can't believe he said that about fax machines. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but if you're not doing well and your um, stuff's divisive. Yeah. Th- I mean, those Then you have comics, to stand by. You have to stand by yeah. it. And yeah. you have a long set possibly up there. Yeah. Those comics to me are, 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 that's impressive. That's very interesting. Now, eventually what happens is if those comics keep building their, their draw and their sort of credibility, eventually, you know, they have an audience that is wanting that. Right. That is waiting mm-hmm. for that and craving that. Right. And so it's not much of a, a risk anymore. Yes. Um, yep. But when they're building and on the way up it's it's pretty impressive and i think in this culture now more than ever you almost have to just be like nope i'm not apologizing i'm never apologizing so like i'm a shield and like whatever you guys say back i'm like right kind of like that's almost otherwise people will eat you alive online or yeah especially if it's in the context of performing yeah 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 talking about performing only yeah so just to kind of go back real quick um do you have a situation where everything went wrong that you could talk specifically about without throwing any corporation under yeah, the bus? Um, gosh, you know, well, I just as a funny sidebar, I just had a request to do a, a corporate gig and I swear to God, the email said, uh, we're looking for something that's more of a strolling performance. What? Yeah. <laughs> what strolling. does that mean? You know, strolling comedy. You've never L- heard like that? a like a magician <laughs> would stroll that? through That's a party and go to a table and go, "Hey, oh, can I do some tricks exactly for you?" What I Are said. you supposed I go, to walk up like and like magic? Yeah. This doesn't sound like comedy. Yeah. And this is one of those situations where you just oh want to reply gosh. back and say, "Look, do you want the show good? <laughs> I, can, I can stroll, but it's Wait, not going to be." I love. I love the idea of you walking to tables. Go. What's the deal with fax machines? And then just walk away. It's like totally. That guy was really funny. Who is that? Is that Bill in a Accounting? Yeah, I don't know if they expected you to be like a Don Rickles type, which would be completely inappropriate for a corporate gig. Oh my God, you just know, go around and roast down this business guy in front of his friends and his wife. Yeah, yeah. So nice we tie, asshole. The, right. Affair, like you just call out affairs that everyone's having. Right. Wait, so did you, did they genuinely want you to like walk through a, like a conference center? I think and so. Just I mean, it was one of those things where they obviously just moved on to someone else quickly. Yeah. Which, which is probably fine. They yeah. probably found. Uh, hopefully a magician. Or oh my gosh, that's a hilarious. Stroller. I don't know. Yeah. Is, that, is that a thing? I'm a stroller. You bring I'm like a, a stroller. stroller. That would be funny yeah. if you got a really big, like adult sized baby stroller and right. then they had just somebody push you around. Yeah, that's how you told jokes. <laughs> I'm a strolling comedian, yeah. guys. Oh my God. Um, did you have, have you ever had anything where you like went blank and forgot any of your set? A million times. Really? Mi- mi- unbelievable. 21 years of comedy, bl- go blank all the time. So thank you because in I fact, feel like the, we never hear that. In like, fact, that's why I started early in my career riffing with the audience yeah that's why i started saying like where are you from what do you do for a living you know how did you get here is this your your uh you know wife or your girlfriend that's how i started because i would blank out and i'd be on stage and i didn't know what to say or do i knew i was going to be okay because i knew i had plenty of jokes that they weren't just coming in the moment yeah so i was like okay this is fine i'll just ask this person what they're up to right and And then then the premises like start flowing a little bit because i knew something would pop in it always does yeah anything something pops in when the person answers me and they're like, oh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a dentist. And then I'm like, oh, I have the whole dentist thing. I'll do that. <laughs> That's how I started riffing. Did you find That's that so that funny. would happen under like a certain set of circumstances that you're like, oh, whenever no. it's at, no. So no. it could and, happen at any club, anytime. And, like, and look, it's partly, it's partly because of the way that I've always done comedy. I've always bounced around. I've never had a real set list because mm-hmm. I don't really want to be up there going, and here's the next joke. And here's right. the next yeah. joke again. Right. I didn't want to do that. So it's not like it was some terrifying thing where I go, okay, oh no, my memory, you know, am I getting Alzheimer's? Right. I, I knew that I wasn't 
preparing and organizing the mm-hmm. way that I could. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't bother me. Well, it thank, still doesn't bother me. Thank yeah. goodness comedy is sort of like a little bit more forgiving in that way where you can yeah, for sure. you can switch around. I went to a concert one time for music and the guy forgot the words to his own song and stopped the song and said, I'm sorry, I forgot the words and then started again and then he said I forgot him again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah. that's pretty bad. But a comedian kind of forgetting where the joke starts, yeah. you're not going to forget when the joke in the middle. Correct. You're not going to go, oh, and then what Then what did I write? Right. But uh, getting I, that. I, I, but I have done that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, that like, is much worse. You're right. That is, that is I, hard to recover. You from. pull up like your own YouTube video. Right. You're like, wait, right. what happens here yeah. again? Like, <laughs> I saw a comedian uh, dancing around the room a little bit with like, uh, he's starting a bit. And then yeah. he got interrupted. Is he a strolling comedian? He was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing card We're tricks. Looking for a dancing comedian? Did you do that? But he was. He was sort of like uh, trying to tell a joke, yeah. right? He set the. Pr- then someone interrupts him. You know, like all. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And then mm-hmm. he has to go over here and do some crowd work suddenly. Right. And then he goes back and finishes the joke. Then someone interrupts him again, and then he starts the same joke again. Oh, and I was yeah. like, "Oh no, oh, yeah. that must be very hard yep. to be I think constantly." We've all done that. Yeah, especially two, three shows in a night. Some clubs have three in a night. On yeah, Saturday. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think everybody's done that on a third show. You yeah. do a joke that you already did earlier, and it, but most of this stuff. Look, if you're doing well and the crowd likes you, ninety percent of the stuff does not matter. Yeah, because they like you. Yeah, and you have so much leeway. When yeah, you, when things aren't going well. Yeah, those mistakes are just killers. What do you think of hecklers? I I mean, mean, I'm like most comics. I I cannot stand them. Who's your average heckler? Is it more women for you or men? The thing is, is that heckling, I think, is... um, um, First of all, I think most people know not to do it. Yeah. don't want to do it. You would think. It's talking and interrupting. Yeah. Is the hardest part, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're not really heckling. They're just doing that thing that you said where they're like, yeah, me too, or... Yeah, oh, sure. I, yeah, fax I, machines. I don't yeah. think you watch uh, <laughs> Dynasty. You know, it's just like <laughs> random things. Yeah. Like, um, you know. For no apparent reason. How about, yeah. Like Microsoft, yeah. IBM. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They just you're yell just out. Like, you're like, what is, I can't work this in right now. I get it. You were saying something. Associate, it's association. That's what it is. Yeah. They do association yelling. Yeah. So you have a joke about AAA. Yeah. And you're just like, I have progressive insurance. And you you <laughs> yeah, go, that's, that's great. That's great. I, I, you know, I don't do want to deal with that right now. I don't, I don't care. No one cares. That, that is, I think, equally difficult. Because heckling, once again, if you're doing well, the crowd is on your side immediately. Yeah. They immediately don't like the heckler. And you can almost say anything. Yeah. yeah. The crowd yeah. thinks that it's incredible. They're just like, well, you shut that person down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't. You just said they had a monobrow. Like, not yeah. really. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do much. So I think the talking and interrupting is, is tougher. Yeah. Um, for that reason, especially if the person's been drinking a little. Yeah. Because that's another problem is they don't, they're never getting that they're being rude and they're never getting when you're outwitting them. There is, yeah. there is no end game to them. Yeah. They're not kind of like, okay, well, I got shut down. I guess I'm done. They're never done. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're relying upon the venue yeah. to be aggressive. Do you and feel some like venues are very aggressive with that, and it's great. And they're out like at the oh, start, which they should be. It should are be tapping them on the shoulder immediately. Right. Yeah. They're immediately in their face. And that's smart because otherwise, then like ten minutes can go by of your whole sure. setup just popping up. Do you find like when men do it to you? Do you think it's a little bit of like you're getting the attention and you're up there and it's almost like a like a rooster fight a little bit I don't or think like so. a, no? Okay. So. so it's just like I think I think it's a lot of times alcohol driven. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Sometimes they like you and they want to yeah. they want to interject because they're – but the, the clubs, like I said, that are aggressive. You know, I started in San Francisco. I remember Cobbs and the Punchline were both very aggressive with that. 
the good clubs are usually the most aggressive because the good clubs have a brand to protect. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. you know, it, and, and they, they know, I mean, I remember the old Cobbs, the, there was a, a smaller version of Cobbs when I started, and um, that club was amazing with he- talkers and hecklers because that dude would just be like, you know, you're yeah. not going to be talking here. And if somebody would say something like, well, then I'm not coming back. He'd just be like, oh, good. Bye. Good. Yeah. I don't want you. Have you exactly. And then I it sets the standard. Here, then I think when the rest of the crowd sees that, totally. then it, no one else is going to do it. It's insur- totally. like insurance. Um, what's it, like your favorite, if you had to, p- or not pick one, but like some of your favorite clubs in the nation. And, oh, know. God. I mean, God, there's so many great clubs. I mean, it's just like, I love Rooster Teeth Feathers. I mean, I think comedy clubs, my, my main concern is that the, the number of shows that you do in such a short amount of time, to yeah. me that that makes it tough. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're in, you're in Vegas a lot too. I see. Or yeah, I do the MGM like once a year mm-hmm. and the Laugh Factory. That's once so a cool. Year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that it's, is that just like a completely different vibe than the other ones that you do? Just it's being? cool. It's I think it's a little tougher. You're getting crowds that are a little more tired. Uh huh. Right. A regular comedy club. They didn't just gamble for four hours and go to the pool <laughs> and get kind of drunk during the day. And also take pictures of the Bellagio Fountain. Yeah. <laughs> no, they just they just came to the club, and that's right, the whole event. Right, right. Vegas, you, there's a bit of fatigue you're fighting, right? There's a bit of um, um, comparing to all the other fun stuff out there yeah, you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, well, we just saw Cirque du Soleil, and you're not really flipping or anything. <laughs> you're kinda, like, get you're up on yeah, the I was, <laughs> I was just thinking, I wonder if there's like this idea of expectation that they're in Vegas, they're going to see the greatest comic that ever lived on the yeah. planet. And if you're not straight out of the gate, Robin Williams in their mind, you know, I mean, no, I, no, not, I th- not I like, think that part. I think that part helps. I think they know that it's hard to be booked there. Okay. And so they're, they're instantly respecting the show and it has credibility, which is, which is great because mm-hmm. they should, it is hard to be, to be booked there. And, um, and so I, you know, I do love those clubs. I mean, those, those are both excellent. But like I said, I'm 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 more. I would love to come into a place and do one show Friday, one Saturday, and leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how people have the energy. Yeah, it's two and three shows a night. That's got to be tough, right? Yeah, um, you know, some Vegas Laugh Factory has has two a night and for seven nights. So oh gotta, my god, you've got to have a lot of stamina. I mean, you have to be, you know, you can't get burnt out. You got to give the same show you give. Yeah, the whole, the whole week. So like oh. those nights, do you just wake up really late the next morning, or are you? I wake up late anyway. So. Are you like a night? You're a night. Oh, yeah. Pers- really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What mean, time I'm do you go to bed? Like a, oh my god. Uh, some. I mean, if I'm if I'm lucky two. Okay. If I'm unlucky four. If I'm struggling, you know, if something's on my mind, you know what I mean. Yeah. If I got like taxes are due. <laughs> Five thirty. Really. 530 and then what time do you uh-huh. wake up? It depends on what time I went to bed. Okay, you know, so do you, you do, do get eight hours or? I try to get eight okay. hours. Okay, but yeah, right. but there's a lot of times where it's six. <laughs> you know, it's six plus. I can't a picture someone. That's so cute. I can't picture someone staying up because their taxes aren't due. Like that's so yeah, sweet to no, me. I don't I mean, know why. That was probably a generic <laughs> yeah. example. Meryl, yeah. this is the first year you're freelancing, oh, so don't fuck. worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, I'm gonna stay up with you so at three a.m. <laughs> really? So difficult. Oh my god! And if one more person tells me get an accountant, I have an accountant. She's not my mom. She's not gonna go through my receipts. <sighs> and go, no problem. Let me just come over to your house. Bring over that garbage bag full yeah, of totally. receipts. Let me scroll through your shoe boxes <laughs> and your credit card. Let me figure out what, what Bed Bath & Beyond on January 12th was for. Let me figure that I out. I don't want to know the places you go to in Vegas when you're uh, off. A Bed Bath & Beyond? Like okay. Maybe. Hopefully <laughs> okay. we'll go there. And you're not like a... You're not like a big substance user, right? I was no, trying to tell him, no. No, I, not, not at all. And it's, 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 it's a strange thing because I, I, I know that... I see people having fun on them. I also yeah. see people having a nightmare yeah. on them. So I guess it just splits the difference. So you're completely you know? clean, no drinking, no drugs. I mean, I 
I drink a little. Okay, so not, not a lot. Yeah. Um, but you're on your shit. Like you're you're like, I think I, that I don't, helps I don't you smoke. Yeah. The no, weed, you're. You know. Did you just I call it no the weed? Did you I, just I, call I, it I the said, weed? I, think I call it a weed. <laughs> a weed. A weed. I don't smoke a weed. Ja weed. I believe it. We're in San Diego with ja weed. I don't. I mean, you know, people. I guess sometimes, like I said, I think that. I'm missing out. I see people. No. You're, a lot nope, of you're not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand it creates a pleasure that can sometimes not be achieved mm. right. elsewhere. Other people think it's not as fun if you're around them and they're doing it, right? Wait, yeah. oh, if, if, like, if I'm drinking and you're not, right. I'm just like, come on, Andrew. Yeah. Right, right, right. I get it. No, I think we were, before you got here, Bo and I both surmised. I said Andrew kind of has the energy and clarity of someone that like doesn't mess with drugs and alcohol okay. a little bit, and that's why. And Bo is telling me too that like one of you know someone that you're so funny. You're like he completes his sentences. I think he, <laughs> his I think synapses fire. Clean. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's a certain element that we both said that someone has like an intensity in a good way of positive intensity when they're not like bogged of drugs and alcohol. And you know, you. yeah. I was I was gonna do a project with somebody. And she, it's funny you said that, she always is either drinking or smoking weed or has just done that. Yeah. Or yeah. did ecstasy like the day before. <laughs> uh-huh. And it is really difficult. Because then you're like a hologram of what ha- you're supposed to oh, be, I think. Like to have a conversation, to get something done. Yeah. To do it it's task. like, to me, I always think of it like you're trying to crack a safe. Like, oh. you're like, okay, can we just, I know what's in there. Can we just get to that thing? It's like, I don't have to figure you out every time. Like, what place is this person I know, in? What, I I just, know. Let's just and start it, from. Or, or it's like the dark side of you goes, can you do meth after these things? <laughs> can I get the meth you instead of the. You just did weed and <laughs> booze you because it, I was just going to say, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be uppers so I can. I dated uh-huh. a, I dated a girl for uh, a time and there was a moment where I was like, Hey, I need to talk to you. And she's like, okay, hold on. Let me smoke some weed. I'm like, what? Right. Like what? Yeah. You've got to start there. Like, <laughs> come on. I like, think weed right. makes people really crabby and they don't know it. Like I think it has the adverse effect. <laughs> well, I yeah, love I, I, anything that's going to calm you down is going to have a rebound. Effect. Right. Exactly. You're yeah. Going, you know, my friend was like, Oh, I, I smoke weed. It puts me to sleep so much. But you know, I wake up at four in the morning with a panic attack. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Oh, could that yeah. be because the weed wore off? Finally? Right. And your body's flipping out. Yeah. Everyone, look, everyone's different. I know people that can ingest phenomenal amounts of chemicals, and they seem to be okay. I, yeah. I think it's rare, but they can do it. Right. Hats off to you. Yep. You know, my Not dad. Us. My dad was a major, major drinker for a long time. Really? Long time. I told high, you, Meryl. I told you. I told you. His functioning. His dad was definitely had you, some issues. I just, just hearing you talk and all your stuff, like, yeah. he's got dad issues. No, no he my, does my not say that. I didn't say that. My mom did too. <laughs> I didn't say your that. Your mom had issues don't, too. Don't put it on one parent. There's both parents. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's talk about this. Yeah. What kind of? So your dad was a drinker. What, did your mom drink too? My mom is is no a light drinker. A light my drinker. mom is like a glass of wine. She starts to laugh a little extra. Yeah, you know, oh, two glasses yeah. of wine. She starts to like tell a story too long, but then she's done. Then okay, there's yeah. no more drinking after that. But yeah. three glasses, it's like another quaalude or but something. But I don't like think that. she ever has three glasses. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay, that's not bad at goes all. There. Yeah. Why do women like wine so much? I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, You're see, right. It must just be more of a, 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 a feminine feel to it. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. I don't really like wine. Just the way you hold Ew. up the glass. Just the thought of like like moms at a baseball game elegant, sipping yeah. wine i want to kick everything about yeah. that like, i don't like that at all yeah. that's like my nightmare uh did you have oh you're wait i forgot does luann drink a lot of wine my mom didn't drink my entire life and then somewhere in her 50s and 60s she started drinking margaritas oh or like that, that, is that kind fun. of thing okay. and she'll have one margarita <laughs> and is is like a 
pool of jelly on the floor. Okay. It's just like, okay, what happened? Right. You, it's like, out. I always think of uh, that movie Roger Rabbit where he has one shot and then he's just like, like fucked out of his mind. Yeah. And it's like, that's my mom. Oh my my dad, meanwhile, was like, I think he is like, has a, like one of those camel backs filled with alcohol in it. <laughs> and he just drinks it He's all a constant day. Drip. Yeah. When a your constant. mom came to visit, we, we went out and had a margarita. And then I think after like the fourth sip, it started getting into like, why doesn't Bo come visit ever? <laughs> okay. Like it, it was like, okay. it was like, it, there was some right. deep. Light. Serum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, we can't have you drink anymore. Mom. <laughs> let's, let's do a segment. You okay. guys, we're going to do something. We're going to do okay. a segment. We're going to do a segment. Okay. We have something called bug bites. Sure. Yeah, we're going to do a bug bite. We're going to do so, a bug bite with you. Uh, so, <laughs> I love how you set that up. I know. We'll do a segment. Okay. Do you, so do you take a bathroom break or anything? Are you good? Um, you, no, you, I'm good. I think okay. you need to take a bath. Yeah. You need to take a tingle? <laughs> a little tingle? I need, I need to take a shower. <laughs> is that okay? We love talking with you already. Okay, so this segment is called Bug Bites. <laughs> Yuck. Bug Bites. Well, go ahead. Okay. You start us off, All right. Andrew. I have on-demand channels on my, uh, on, you know, I guess this proves that I'm not, I'm almost a millennial, but not quite <laughs> with my age, because I don't have that thing where it's like, I don't have cable. I just have apps. Oh, have, yeah. What, what app do you want to watch stuff? I still have the old school cable. I pay a lot for every single <laughs> channel. I want every channel. Like more I than 146 a month? Or I play two two hundred a month. No, yeah. Jesus, yeah. why? Because I'm an adult. I'm that, a grown man. Are you a sports person? Have, Do you pay yes. for like yes, yes. Uh, every single like soccer in Ecuador and all that well, kind of come stuff? On, not soccer. No. Come on, come on. <laughs> you're like, you like really like sports. Yeah, what, what he, he, he <laughs> meant Belgium right now. <laughs> he meant come football. On. He said football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> right, no football. Um, two hundred. So two hundred a month, and um, I have all the premium cable channels, and of course you scroll through, and you don't know what any of them are. I don't know what, what these movies, uh, about time. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, head, head fun. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't. And so I want everything organized by Rotten Tomato score. Oh. That's, I, want, I want one click of a button. I want everything descending order organized by Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. You would never, but you would yeah. never then watch any of that other shit, right? That's anything fine. Under yeah, 40%. Yeah, snow dogs too. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't. In fact, in fact, give me snow another button too. where I can erase snow dogs 2 and it never appears <laughs> i i on my, on i 100 percent agree with you there yes i never wanted to pop you have up. to know someone at rotten tomatoes you have to this is you could be their corporate like partner in there's this. a huge I backlash wish. there's That'd a huge great. backlash on rotten tomatoes right now because people are saying like if they get a low score then no one goes to the theater well, sure. so all these companies are like well we can't make a film unless it's like the highest, highest, and that puts right. a lot of these right. production companies out of business. Well, look, you, but you're basically complaining a hundred critics right. didn't like me. Right, I, mean, I agree. Sort of I totally understand, yeah. and we should only have the best stuff. I agree with you. I agree. And you know what? That's also why they have the audience score. That's because, true. Because if the critic score is 20 and the audience is 80, right. that shows you something. still realize, yeah. okay, maybe it's not for the critics. Right. Maybe there's a niche for audience that I'm part so of. So in right. this case, yeah. what oh, do you hate? Yeah. Basic cable or the, the shitty companies? No, it's 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 I don't I don't like the lack nope. of of smart um, user interface. Right. Gotcha. And cable's getting killed right now. Yeah. So you'd think they would do everything to get people and retain their business. Right. To say to people, we have tons of good movies too. Yeah. And and they're and they're right here as soon as you turn your TV on. We're gonna make it so easy for you. On demand, 
I have, there's 2,000 movies <laughs> that I pay for at any given point in time. Why are they not all organized, organized yeah. very quickly and easily? Andrew, me? this is like a Shark Tank idea. I'm yeah. like you're passionate no, about this. This is, this is, you have to do I, this. I'll write an, I, can't, I can't write an app. You, I can't do anything. You can't, I, I believe in you. skills. Yeah. I can do comedy. I can do the Rotten Tomatoes corporate party. I was going to say, winter Christmas party. You have a bunch of Silicon Valley fans. Next time, just yeah. mention it. Say this so is that a, they can make all the money. Yes, or you can yeah. partner with them. Right. I think you're, cable. You're the part of I bringing? What am you're I? You're the face I'm of it. No, you're the face and the brains behind <laughs> it, and they just bring in the app. I, I think ca- uh, cable. Say that you're going to heat it up. Yeah, our air is very okay. much on. Okay. It's just a bug bite. Okay. I think cable's going through that time right now that the music industry went through a couple of years ago where it's like they, they were stubborn. Right. They were stubborn, like, oh, this isn't going to change. We're going to get the same money that we were always getting. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, no, there's a better way to right. do this thing. And we're going to do it. Fuck you. I'm just and so now impressed. they're all like, Whoa. Yeah. It's so impressive that you pay 200 a month. That's like a real man. You no, a, I have, like, like, my bills are insane. Like your air conditioning, they're, they're, I bet. You know what? This is one of the funny single guy, married guy conversations I had with my married friend. Because I was explaining to him how much money I need to make a month. I'm like, dude, I, I have to make a lot, a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. My bills are very high. Your house nut and is very high. he's doing that stupid thing where he's like, you don't have kids. And people act like you don't yeah. have any right. bills. Yeah. Right. What yep. do you need to buy? Beef jerky and socks? You know? <laughs> and it's like, no, dude, I got a lot. I got a ton. And I went through all of my bills with him. And like my rent is, I live near the water. So uh-huh. my rent is super high. Yeah. I bet you have I, a nice car. My car's okay. I'm not, I'm not super into cars. So I didn't, I didn't spring for a car okay that didn't matter that doesn't matter as much to me as having a nice place yep you know yeah. having a spacious place yeah i have an extra room in my place because that's important to me that people can crash right. in a room not just on your couch i never want to tell somebody oh yeah dude i got an air mattress for you oh, you're okay right no, you're i'll not- just step over you in the morning you're all, you're all right <laughs> i'm not gonna make a lot of noise and you're cooking bacon and, oh, you can keep sleeping. Like, no. you're like a real we had to hide the air mattress here before you came here. yeah i mean i have like a real <laughs> you're a real life. adult i have a real i'm a real adult and um, i feel like you're cat- Couch is probably nice too. I picture you with like a. Is it? It's huge. Yeah. It's like triple the size of this. Couch. Oh, you shit. know what? Fuck you, Andrew. No, fuck couch, you, man. This couch is nice. Oh, fuck you. And he's we, coming in here. Do you have an extra nice. room? No. And we got this couch just for you. <laughs> Bo just had like a little IKEA and couch. You don't have on demand, do you? I don't. You know why? Like, I can never you know crash why? here. I can never crash <laughs> here. I don't even have cable at all. Okay. Oh, at all. But you, have, but you have Netflix and all that. Yeah. Right. But that's my point. I'm t- I'm talking to those people. Yeah. Staying to the cable company, you are losing people like you. Yeah. Um, but you, you probably have some like avant-garde channels. I bet knowing you, of like I do. I have this one. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have this one. French award-winning Absolutely. film channel. Yeah, he's right. spoofy like there, that. There, there right. is an app I have. <laughs> it's called Filmstruck, and it's nothing okay. but like classic. Of course, films. okay, I Amelie. It. I knew it. You have like seven documentary channels. Oh, uh, at least watched, documentary. he watches at least. documentaries so right. much. At yep. least, right. okay. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to my boy Ian. He, he hooked me up with that. So with that channel, yeah. Right. I don't know. Uh, so your so your expenses are high. My so you got it. Yeah. And, and my married friend was so funny. I'm like I'm like you have to have at least these. What are what do you pay for the? And he couldn't name any of it. Of course, because his wife takes care of all of it. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what do you pay for health insurance? He goes, I don't know. I, I don't. Know. What's your mortgage? I'm not sure. I kind of know what it is. Well, a guy doesn't know his mortgage. Bookkeep- no, because his wife did all the bookkeeping oh and accounting. You know, he just. She just took the money from their joint account. He made money. He, he had a job. Yeah. But he didn't deal with the bill paying. Wow. So we had no I, I like that setup. That would be a good one for me. Just like, <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. It's just going here. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just baffled me. Wow. He did not realize how much expenses he had. Right. He has two kids. You know. I hear that from people that I know that have kids too. Like, oh, you're so lucky. You don't yeah, have any kids. It's, so it's like, funny. give me a break. Just right. get, you, you put yourself in this. But I, I doesn't mean I don't have any 
fees. Right, right. It, uh, it still like, costs to live. Exactly. Health insurance is not free if yeah. you have no kids. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, now be yeah. honest. After your Vegas shows, do you ever uh-huh. go back to your room and just like lay in all the hundreds and just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> My piles of cash. Yeah, I feel I like I would. Hot tub. If I was in Vegas, yeah. I would roll yeah. around in money. They do have, a, a, when you work the MGM, they have this hot tub in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that you know what? That's another bug bite. Every hotel oh. should have a hot tub. I agree. Tub. Why I agree. Not? Why are these small tubs in hotels? Right. Small. Big tub, tubs. Hot tub. Jacuzzi. Hot tub. Yeah. How will you even not like get the days in business? Or just I mean, or like especially at the, the days, days in. That's their <laughs> just only that. angle. Yeah. For the their bed. only yeah. angles. We have Listen. jets when you bathe. If the Motel Six guaranteed a full-on hot tub in every room. Boom. Through the roof. Business through the roof. Through the fucking we, we roof. We wouldn't notice like the bloody pubic hair. Like, oh, <laughs> what the whoa, fuck? Whoa. I mean, not that I had that experience. They clean the rooms, right? <laughs> yeah, they still clean Where the rooms. What Motel 6 are you staying? Where are you going? Detroit. Colum- I got, I have all my flights. Bogota? Is that the Detroit. last Motel 6 you stayed in? Jeez. Detroit, Detroit. I keep on getting sidetracked in Detroit whenever I fly. Okay. And I've had two nights where, or two experiences where I've had to be like routed to like to Detroit. And I've stayed there. And each time there has been like some type of like so human strange. material in my, oh God. I know. The, okay. Andrew, these to, are good ones. These are some good bites. I have, no, I got a lot of bites. Well, I'm give us another one. Okay. I, I, I kind of want to give him another bite. Him the, yeah, you, you know, have the bug bite spotlight. I am, I am upset. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, I angry. love you. Uh, You're saying that with like this dolphin smile too. You're so upset okay, with that little billion okay. watts. Does smile. have a dolphin um, smile? Do you have a dolphin smile? Uh, th- this this is not a new observation, but that when you call any customer service and they have the you know press one for this, two for that, three oh, yeah. for that, you you have not convinced me that is saving the company time. I get that you're trying to save the company time to be ra- routed to, to the be routed. Yep, yep. You're not convincing me that's doing it. That if you just answered and said, you know, Spectrum, and the person told you their problem, that's true. You couldn't get them to the right place. You can need like a human router. It would be right, quicker. Right, right. You have a human router, which was like call switch people back in the day, right? right? Yeah, right. that's that we had people for jobs. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not the first to say this, but you've given me you've given me seven options and five sub menus, and I still don't know where to go. Mm. I, I have no idea. And don't you feel like even when you do that, they still then re-need all of yes. your information in the yes. beginning? They yes, they ask your yeah. information anyway. Oh, I hate it's, that. It's so frustrating. It's so annoying. And these people have to realize if the person on the phone is pacified before they get to you, the conversation is going to be so much easier. Right. If you just annoyed them bef- by the time you pick up, as the customer service agent, you got twice as much pressure on you. Yeah. Oh, now I'm mad. already ticked off who do you what customer service do you find that you call like who i mean like spectrum like my cable <laughs> you know there's something wrong this cable is taking a lot of your life it's, it's like a, it's like I'm, I'm giving an uh, a public plea to get my bill down or something you know? spectrum if you'll just do better maybe you should just cancel spectrum maybe that would relieve you, you of a right. lot of this you're you on the spectrum right. when i but here's another problem is technology <laughs> is so complex yeah that's why the routing doesn't work it's like they're using 1980s logic. In mm. the 80s, you called and it was like, do you have a problem with your antenna or not? Right. And those were the <laughs> yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now everything's so complicated. Right. There's yeah. no option for, is your DVR not letting you record series <laughs> as opposed to singular episodes? Yes. That's not an option. Right. That's not going to appear Or on like there. with AT&T now, like we have that for our internet, but not that I have not that for my right. phone so by accident i'm like with 30 minutes and then i get on the at&t phone person and then they're like oh that's a completely different part of india oh, that we i to. feel yeah. like right now with customer service especially when you call or have to get online everyone's just handing you off to the next thing of like course. that guy i don't want to deal with this that's a that's a bob question because like i went on to at&t and it's like 
I called them and then I said, you can handle most of your problems online. Please go online. Oh, right. yeah. And then you go online and it's like, you got to go through 19 different steps to like yep. click an answer that, or a question that they've predetermined. It's like, yeah, no, it's not that. It's not this. Now I got to right. write this out. And it's like, oh, you want to go over here? It's like, fuck you. Yeah. I am so sick of wasting so much time on this shit. It's so time consuming. Fuck. But why are you looking at me up and down? Don't look at me like that. You, know, you have these like weird scratch things in your sweater that are supposed to i guess bring attention. it looks distressed i paid lots of money to look like <laughs> <Yeah>. unraveled <laughs> to it look like it's cool, old like cuts in the middle yeah, yeah. it's yeah. supposed to look like i just don't care right. really I don't, well even before you came Bo insisted that i turn my sweater the right way because it, yeah, it was inside out inside out and her tag was saying she's like oh he won't even care i'm like it's not about that <laughs> right it's like it's just, our brand yeah just <laughs> turn it yeah, yeah. The brand. protect the brand Meryl. Right. As long as I can take a picture on Instagram of like me changing my sweatshirt. Uh, you know what? I want to say though, uh, Spectrum cable or uh, on-demand cable. I'm not done. I'm not done. Is this an infomercial? No, no oh. I want to I stick up for them. Okay. You strike gold a lot with them. Oh, tell I us. I flipped on the TV last night at around one because I wasn't going to go to bed for two more hours. Right. And the Lost Boys was on. Oh, the that's a good gold one. A lot. Yes. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Now, were you a late night snacker as well? Absolutely. Like chips yeah. ahoy or like grapes or what Just kind of stuff ice cream ice cream oh really yeah yeah really I'll eat, I'll eat full meals at midnight and then i'll have you know ice cream or something at 1 a.m oh yep. my gosh but you're yep. like fit do you we eat healthy I, during I used the day to be, i used to be way way thinner really um, yeah like my natural body skinny. type is is like who's the skinniest person in the world <laughs> who, who is it um like, this boy in somalia that i saw on the internet my natural body type is, is like, skinnier than him think of the thinnest uh, you don't watch sports kevin durant when he be- came into the nba like no, that's i, I kind of think of someone skinny like like jared leto just being like wiry little like macaulay oh, culkin yeah. kind of macaulay thing culkin yeah macaulay culkin is yeah. probably a little better who's yeah. the yeah. one that did the thigh master that now she helps children all over the world susan, susan summers. summers yeah i yeah. i saw a somalian boy stand okay. next to her once with flies all over him okay. i don't i don't want to compare myself no. to, <laughs> to malnourished children that's like making me totally uncomfortable <laughs> you're so funny you're like who what what's what people that are ill oh uh, i think i, I saw a, a young boy dying in the alleyway right of, right <laughs> I, I'm I'm just saying like uh, I have you know that's a thin a, that's body a good, frame. That, well, I don't know if that's good, but I'm saying. But but the, but the good thing is you can be way overweight for what you should be, but you look fit. Yeah, because, I get what you're saying. Yep. Because my natural type is like so skinny, super super skinny. I wonder, yeah. is that an ectomorph? I'm not even sure why it's an ectomorph. Yeah, but like an extreme ectomorph. Damn, you, most ex- people don't know the body types. Ectomorph, Boom. And ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph. Morph. Yep. Yeah. The morphs. Um, the morphs. Yeah, which is why it's <laughs> funny when you see these um, exercise ads late at night and stuff, and it's all mesomorphs. Oh, I never me- see those. I never. Well, you, you know, like the the buy this machine and you'll look like me. Yeah. Oh, First of all, oh, if you're I know not a you mesomorph. Mean. You're not going to look like that person ever. Right. Ever. Right. Secondly, that person has never been out of shape. Right. Ever. That's just their body. That's their body. Right. They've always been in mm-hmm. shape, and they can do anything to look that good. Damn you, mesomorphs. My, my my brother is like that. My brother will get buffed. If he lifts milk out of the fridge, <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm back in shape, dude. Really? Crazy. Is he older or younger than he's you? Seven years older, and he's just got you know his whole body is just chiseled, cut, and he, he like won't work out for a few months. He'll get a little bit fat, and then he's just you know and then he'll jog for a day. Damn so him! He's back, you know. He's, That's awesome. He's but he's like, but my brother does comedy. Magazine. I <laughs> he's funny too, my brother. He's, oh he's damn it! Funny. What doesn't yeah. he have? I know. No, <laughs> Can we get him on the show? No, he's got demons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's the kind of guy like you would have even more trouble dating him, you know? Because he has demons too. Right, right. Or, or, he, or is he clingy? Like, is he has, does he have no, um, attachment issues or anything? No, no. no. Okay. He's, he's married. I'm, I'm, I'm making it sound like I'm gonna have him call you. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. 
<laughs> we could talk. We could still talk. Yeah. Um, so oh. I don't know how we got sidetracked. I. What are your bug bites? Let's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Meryl, go ahead. Mine is girls that wear T-shirts that say "Salt Water Heals Everything." Okay. Fuck oh. that okay. premise. I feel like that's right. you know you're a coastal guy. Right. I'm not really a coastal gal. I have to admit, but. Uh, I hate the premise of salt water healing everything. And I feel like a lot of girls wear that when they're on their way to yoga. And every time I see a sweatshirt that says something about salt water, I picture like someone's leg getting cut off bleeding and me just saying like, put salt water on it. Right, right. Like, like some salt giant water. thing. Yeah. yeah. Of just like yeah. me slashing their forehead. Yeah, heart and attack, salt water. Salt water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the premise of salt right. water well, healing there, everything. Is it supposed to be that the ocean is spiritually healing? Yeah, what, which like honestly lots point? of people drown per year. Like the ocean is a very violent place. <laughs> right, And right. so like the premise that, that like the ocean could could be healing but i hate i don't want like that to be on my t-shirt right plus obviously it's just a t-shirt it's, it's yeah. just a, a t-shirt commercialized yeah. slogan yes. it has yeah nothing to do someone with else wrote it printed it only sent it to the to store yeah oh, just yeah, to sell it and it's like money. you're not and a then mermaid. you're like oh my god this talks to me right does right. it does so it? i i picture myself like having that person take off their shirt and then using it as a tourniquet when right. like, their <laughs> leg is falling off yeah. and then i just yeah that's uh, it. essentially that's like the a more defined uh walk it off you know, like when you're a kid and you're playing any oh, kind of sports, walk, like, it up. walk it off. Come on now. Come right. on now. Walk it off. Yeah. Walk it off. It's like, I, I just got hit in the leg. I don't think walking it off is going right, to do it. Right. You know, how about, how about lay, I, lay it off. Yeah. yeah. Lay it off. Can I lay down? Saw it off. Saw it off. But it's also can these. I, can I bike it in and off? Is that okay? <laughs> these girls, yeah. like, have you ever dated a girl that like thinks that she's a mermaid or anything like that? Because I feel like now a Gosh, lot of girls are like, no. I'm half of a mermaid. No. Like, I feel like the saltwater girls are like, I was, I was really like born a mermaid. Like that premise. I, I tend to connect more with more of the tomboyish yeah, like, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, rock and rock and roll. Let's go do something. Let's go. I thought you meant like rock, rock. like like actually like Instead dirt. of salt water. Yeah, yeah. Like a geologist. I have, I have a geologist <laughs> fetish. Zeolites heal right, everything. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just the ocean, like ocean sayings on a t-shirt really yeah. annoy me. Yeah. But yeah. can you can you put coffee in that category? The whole coffee. But oh, first coffee. But first coffee. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but don't first talk coffee. to me before coffee. <laughs> right, it's like right. Why don't you don't be an asshole? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, seriously, like no. But oh. then it's become like a zillion oh, sayings, I know. right? I know. It's just like my best. <laughs> whatever my my best protein shake is coffee or whatever. yeah <laughs> everything yeah. coffee someone take like, a shirt that their best protein shake is coffee is like i don't know like no it's semen oh jesus <laughs> meryl but first i want to teach yeah but for salt water <laughs> oh, oh. bo what's your bug bite yeah, I, this bug is bite? okay so <laughs> this is so much fun my fucking bug bite lately has been Splitting the check in big groups. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate it. And 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 when I know it's going to yeah. be a group, I bring cash, and I don't even care. I'll spend more than I'll I'll spend twenty dollars more than I actually ordered right. just to get out just of the situation. Of yeah. Because when everyone's throwing like nine different cards and writing their name oh, on the receipt, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. oh this one's on Bill's card, and it's like bah, 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 and it's like. It's just chaos, and there's always people who don't pay enough. They right. pay for, oh, well, I have the salad for $12, so here's 10 right. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. And then tax and tip, oh, there's two more dollars. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I don't know why in society we get to that point where you're splitting a check with a big group, and everyone's just like, I don't know what money is. Right. Right. It's like, right. come <laughs> on. No, I don't tip that well. <laughs> oh. It's like, okay, well, can yeah. you today? Yeah, today. today. Can you yeah. Tip well? So you but, just like but, take 60 and wait, you just throw it. Ve but Venmo has helped that a little bit. Oh, I know, Venmo. it has. A little bit. It has, but it's then the there's still somebody Venmo. that's got to be the ringleader that's right. like, okay, everybody just Venmo me, and I'll figure it out and write down like, okay, right. who got the cob and blah, blah. Ugh. Yeah. I just would rather not even eat in a group. someone what to pay you on Venmo. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it's silly. It's 
it it's is fucking annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. I I'm one of those horrible people that I wait until like the very end, yeah. and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, I'll just pay what's left over, and then like my bill's like eight dollars and fifty cents, and yeah. everyone else has paid seventy five. You had the oysters right. Rockefeller. I, yes, yeah. 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 You pay <laughs> yeah. There's always somebody that makes <laughs> I, I, out like a bandit. There's I'm usually always... that. Yeah, I feel like I. And then there are those people who know that this is the way the system works, like you. Yep. Yeah, and they I'm they take advantage. They're kind of like clueless, like. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I guess I'll, I'll play too. And, and like, I'm always like, I just yeah. only have a card. And then some people are like, don't worry. Yeah, next time. Right. Then never is the next time. Never. Ew. <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> I am. It horrible. reminds me of the people. It's, this, this is tangential, but the uh, people that are always afraid of the next step of technology. Yeah. So like a booker that has to pay you, but they don't oh, have PayPal yeah. or Venmo because yeah. they're not sure about it yet. You're right. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. Five years is not <laughs> yeah. enough to test PayPal it. PayPal yeah, is still, right. we'll right. see. Nobody's gotten ripped off, but you're the one. That your, your account's going to get drained <laughs> because you open it and you pay somebody $50. Oh, so do they still give so you annoying. like old school checks or well, what's like, the... Sometimes like there was a booker that had to mail me a check for an additional amount for a bonus that I had gotten uh-huh. for the show. Yep. Instead of just Venmoing or PayPaling me. Right. And it was just, you know, was, have you ever said, been? Oh, I don't, I don't have that yet. And it's like, well, oh get, my it, gosh. get it, yeah. get it now. Yeah, yeah, right, right now. now. <laughs> do it in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like if somebody <laughs> said, oh, I, I don't have checks yet. I, I haven't really Correct. jumped onto the. Correct. Yeah. Don't do it, the it check like thing. My friend's dad in the '90s didn't use the ATM. <laughs> Dude, the ATM has gone through many. <laughs> Many trials and tests before you. They figured out it's all safe. Everybody got it all figured out. Or some out. people don't even have banks. It's not a Commodore 64 right, uh, right. Like taped to the side of a wall. Totally. It's like, come on. It's, oh, know, let's, something I have never knew that. this. Okay, so because you've been on many uh, uh, like amazing you know, national TV shows, Letterman, Kimmel, all that stuff. That stuff isn't paid, right? Or it is. It is paid. It is paid. It has okay. To be. It's it, paid. It's oh, really? By the union. Yeah. So, like every guest that's yeah. on there, even if someone's, if like Kim Kardashian's like pumping their book. Or, or I mean, I don't understand. I, I, the rules might be different for a panel guest uh-huh. because the SAG after rules have to do with are you performing, performing something that was written for you or are you performing something you wrote, right? Which oh. obviously that's the comedy category. Okay. Yep. That's controlled by, you know, the the, the union rules. You have to be paid a certain amount. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. I never knew that. They pay you more than that, and then they give you other stuff like a flight, a hotel, a limo ride to the studio, you know, fun little perks like that, too. Um, And I'm not sure how it works with the guest. I'm I'm, I'm guessing Kardashian is okay either way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's doing okay. I want to talk about that. Like, what, um, what was the first show you were on like that? Um, the first, well, the first late night show yeah, or, uh, yeah. the first late night show was comedy central's live at Gotham. That's not a traditional late night show. Okay. But comedy central always has a, um, sort of a showcase show for standups mm-hmm. used to be premium blend. Mm-hmm. Then it was live at Gotham. Now I'm sure it's something else. It's probably, yeah. it's sort of the stepping stone to like the half hour specials. They gotcha. Have. That was the first one I had. And that's actually why I started writing clean material because I got booked to be on live at Gotham and I couldn't do a lot of the funny jokes I had. Because Uh, even on Comedy Central, which is very lenient, very lenient, they they would not pass the the standards um, protocol. Gotcha. And so I said, I'm like, God, I have to write more TV-appropriate material. And that's when I started writing, quote, clean. Once again, I don't like clean. I'll just call it carefully worded. Oh, that is More carefully worded Mm -hmm. stuff. And that stuff ended up being better. Now, maybe it was better because I was had been doing comedy longer, mm-hmm. but it ended up being better. And so I started going, oh, this I'll just keep writing this stuff. Yeah, this then you don't have to working. edit anything, yeah, and like, it's I don't have stronger. To worry about anything. I can stronger do it for on them. TV whenever. Yeah. yeah. And I kept doing that. And then eventually, when I started doing the corporate gigs, that was even, 
a higher level of carefulness. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Because there's all kinds of stuff. Right. I mean, you can, you can make a political joke on a late night show, but you, you can't at a corporate gig. Mm-hmm. And so then I started writing even stuff kind of more like that's just like minivans or yeah, like or right. stuff that's I, very, I just, I, just I, I didn't, I didn't write stuff that I didn't believe in. Or right. Didn't like I just kind of would write all of it and go, well, I'll just, I'll just do these four. Cause yeah. I think these probably work better for me. Which I imagine is great practice too, because you're not relying on like a dirty premise or shock value. In some ways. Yeah. In some ways it, it, it makes you be more articulate, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it makes you necessarily be more creative, right? You could be creative in any, in anything. Any camp right. Right. Any, and to me, I love all of it. I mean, I'm come from the school where if it's original and funny, it, it's good. That's sure. Great. That's all sure. you need. Yeah. Maybe you want to throw smart in there. If it's smart, original and funny, it's good. So, so, so after Comedy Central's, uh, live at Gotham, live at Gotham. Yeah, people confuse that with Gotham live. Different show. Oh, I don't even know channel. Gotham Live. That's on Axis TV. See, because mm. you don't have Spectrum cable. <laughs> see, I know. See what you're missing out on. I know something about Batman, right? No. Because then Gotham City. Okay. Well, oh, so I don't really know movies at all. New York, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I think oh, what happened. I get it. I think okay, what happened yeah. was live at Gotham on Comedy Central was not. I think I know was taped at Gotham Comedy Club, and then when that show stopped, I'm I'm guessing Gotham Comedy Club said, "Well, let's do our own show yeah. on another channel." And they created Gotham Live, which is a different television show on Axis. It's not on Comedy Central. I get that. Yeah. So when you were going on shows like Kimmel or Letterman, mm-hmm. what was your was there a difference between your expectation of what that would Ooh, be yeah. and the actual? Uh, I mean, it's a different thing. It's doing a set on TV is uh, first of all when you do a late night set, it's unlike most other stand up on TV because it's not edited. When you are seeing a Comedy Central special or an HBO special or Netflix, no surprise, it is edited however they want. Right. Right. And that that might mean seven jokes are cut out. Oh, that might mean, yeah. That might mean laughter is is piped in. Uh huh. Which is yep. completely fine. Uh huh. Because you you know you have to get you're shooting it you have to get it. Right. Right. You, so do they actually say stop you can't too? Shoot Twenty different nights in a row yeah right. you have to take the two nights you shoot or however many nights you right shoot. and it's something that live at gotham do they like are there is there stopping or do you no, go no, the, there's, so there's the no whole stopping. time okay there's so it's no like stopping but but, but if, they they, if they need to pipe laughter in they will okay and you do a 10 minute set and it's cut to five so they're you know they're using they're obviously it's comedy right. central they know what they're doing right they make it look and sound excellent on a late night set there's none of that going on and that is once again in stand-up comedy that is rare to not have any type of fudging of the set. Now, I'm sure there's people that tape their Netflix special and nothing needs to be touched. Sure. It's absolutely 100% perfect. I doubt it, but yeah. there, there's, there's stuff that's like that. Um, so when you're doing your late night set, it's a, it's a different skill too. It's a different pacing and timing. Some comics are amazing at it. I mean, I've seen comics do you know, nine different late night sets and they're all just mind-blowing. They're, they're perfect. Yeah. And that's so impressive. It's not the most translatable skill. It doesn't mean that they'll do those nine sets in a row in a comedy club all back to back and it'll be a great 45. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Right. For better or worse. Right. It's, it's, it's different. And um, I almost wonder if that like correlates with being a good like warm up. Like when we went to go see the Sarah yeah. Silverman one, I think like Jimmy Pardo or someone was the, the warm up one. Right. And he was really good at that. Oh, yeah. But that I feel like that would also translate to like a good late night set rather than just like if you have to st- stand up there for 45 minutes and do it. I don't know about that. Right, but, you right. know, just You're saying kind of it's shorter. It's in shorter yeah, chunks. it's in little yeah. bites. And it's actually like right. you get like two little zingers in there right. and then you do like a little bit of crowd work and then you call it a day and you bring the energy up. But you don't I have mean, like. 
14 minutes to like develop a story or a premise. All, all three are different. All mm-hmm. three are totally separate skills. Live headlining comic, TV comic, warm-up comic, all three different things. That doesn't mean they don't overlap. All three re- require good jokes. Yeah. If you don't have good jokes, I don't know how you can do any of them. Yeah. If you don't have great stage presence, none of it's going to work. Right. But What would you classify yourself like strongest under? I mean, I think I'm probably best at doing a, a traditional headlining set in a live venue, mm-hmm. which I'm sure most comics are in that camp because right. that's what you do most of. I was just going to say, you also you if you go, got, yeah. yeah. I, came, I came up <laughs> doing late night sets. That's how I, you know, that's how <laughs> that's I cut true. my teeth. Yeah. I cut my teeth Working on, it out uh, on Letterman on right now. Ferguson, did about nine <laughs> sets there, and then I kind of got out on the, the road. You know, that's that's where you cut your teeth. Yeah. Is in the late, and it, like, I, yeah. Is in the There's so place. many questions about it because well, it's so no, cool. Well, no, I just, I, because I watched the Letterman uh I think I watched you on Letterman Mm -hmm. and I saw you come out and I just thought like what that must be like being a comic or performer. You walk out onto the show that's Mm -hmm. clearly, you know, nationally and iconic. Yeah. Just famous. Right. You're you're seeing someone like Letterman knowing that he's in the room watching you, Mm -hmm. knowing that everyone else who understands quality is is there, if not the the audience. I'm just saying the Mm -hmm. people that actually work there. Um, you walk out and you've got to have confidence. You've got to perform. And it was just interesting to see like, and to think from that perspective, like, yeah, these people are working their butt off to get to that point where they can walk out on a a stage and be on national TV Mm -hmm. telling the jokes that they've written in front of David Letterman. Holy fuck. That was gotta be like, well, it's gotta be a mind fuck. It is. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, you kind of know what's at stake, you know, that that's the set. There's no change in it. Yeah. There's no fixing it. Like, that's what it is. You also know that pretty much, I mean, it, it's weird because I didn't realize this till sort of after I did all these late night sets. I didn't realize how important the first joke is. Yeah. If you don't get them on the first joke, you might not get them for a uh-huh. couple minutes. Uh-huh. The set is only four and a half to five minutes. Yeah. It's, that's it. It's over. You did, you did a remarkable job on Letterman Thank with your you. first joke. Thank I, you. I, I mean, the whole set was great. Uh, and what I was really impressed with, and I'm not here to just, you know, wax your balls. I'm just like, <laughs> damn it. What am I here for then? That's after, uh, <laughs> no, why do we have this wax? Like, <laughs> what I thought was so interesting is most comedians, uh, talk fast or try to get to it and try to bump, 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 bump. And the pacing of your set on that Letterman show that I saw yeah. was, was really pulled to the extreme. But, th- but that is different. It, that is it, strange. It is that's not mm-hmm. how you do it in a club. It, it was so interesting to me because it's, Weird. Essentially, you only told like right five or six uh, pro- jokes. Four bits yeah, I did. four yeah, bits. Four bits. And and the pacing really worked in your like to your benefit. Yeah. The, the audience was hanging, waiting for the punchline, and then yeah. when it came, I mean, you got like a, a huge amount of applause for almost every joke, like every fucking joke, and that doesn't always happen. Yeah, I mean, it just it, like I said, it's it's a different thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was it's, awesome. It's not how it would work in, in a live venue. Yeah. yeah. And it is strange. And I know because comics. I saw you live and it was just awful. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, and as a viewer, <laughs> like, what's something that just a regular viewer kind of wouldn't be getting behind the scenes? Like when you're on the stage, are there obviously there's probably people to your left and your right and producers. Like are the hosts usually for real watching you intently or are they shuffling? Definitely. Their, Host is definitely they are. watching okay. you. Yep. Um, on Letterman, Paul Schaefer is like right there. Yeah. Almost touch him. And so it's kind of weird because you can hear him laughing or not laughing. Oh. I mean, the crowd is further than a normal show, and it makes you feel a little isolated. Uh huh. Um, yeah. It's, lots of TV uh, lights. I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, yeah, obviously lots of TV the- lights. Um, it's it's a strange thing. Like I said, it really it really 
it really causes me to have a lot of respect for for the comics, male and female. I, I mean, there's been incredible comedians that have yeah. done so many late night sets that are, um, you know, Wendy Liebman is just like oh, so yeah, incredible, yeah, yeah, yeah. so incredible at late night sets. I mean, just just phenomenal. Who has been the most influential comic as you were a young man growing up? Who was there a first comic or a first time you saw comedy and you just said like, yeah, I think I want to do this or or just kind of change. You know, I don't you. know if it was seeing stand up. Um, I do remember appreciating comedy, even like George Carlin in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That that was probably above my age. Grade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, like I sort of had a comedy intellect, even though I was a stupid little kid that knew nothing about the world. Yeah. I kind of got it when uh-huh. George Carlin would talk about it. Remember him doing his bit about stuff? Yeah. He talked about like, you pack your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then you go to another, a smaller trip and you ta- pack a smaller version of your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had never traveled. I was like eight. I hadn't yeah. traveled. I didn't have any stuff, but I totally got everything he was saying. So <laughs> tell us, uh, where can people get you, even though you're not a social media whore? They can whore. see me. No, I will. <laughs> look, if you follow me on social media, I'm really good at telling specific groups of people like where I'm at. Like if I know you live in What Phoenix, do you mean? Like white supremacy? Sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Nope. <laughs> I'm talking, you know, like, um, you know, people on in, in a city. I don't yeah. care what you do for a living. <laughs> if you're in that city, if you live in Phoenix, I'm great at saying I'm going to be in Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Here's my Phoenix date. Here's my one date for the year. I'm yeah. Great at that. So I am so excited. Media, yep. And where is that? Where do they get you? It's under tonight's comedian. On Instagram. Oh, nice. Yeah, or my name, Andrew Norelli. And Facebook, although Facebook I don't use as much. I'm like a lot of people got tired of it. That's Bo. Bo's like that. Yeah, Facebook. I mean, it's just like I don't want to read three pages of what you wrote. Yeah. Because I don't like when you write a paragraph. So I don't want to read nine paragraphs. Yeah, exactly. Um, This Um, might be over already, but I am so excited because I'm going to see you at the Comedy Store in L.A. Yeah. Coming up soon. Are you there a lot? November 4th, Comedy Store, Hollywood. Bo's coming too. Incredible lineup. Lachlan Patterson. Oh, Eddie awesome. Ift, Moshe Kasher, Monty Franklin. It's for a good benefit. It's that's going awesome. to save the waves coalition because salt water cures everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show up wearing a shirt yeah. and just like light myself right. on fire or oh something. Oh my God. And Okay, that's cool. Before you go, I want to hear, so you've actually camped while doing a show, right? You had to camp once? Yes. Is that, I yes. wanted to, you to talk about that. That's right, because we yeah. were talking about like nightmare gigs. Yeah, or yeah, weird yeah. Gigs. Yeah. Yes, so I did a gig on uh, Close Buff- us out Buffalo that. Beach on Catalina Island. Okay. You, you've never heard of it. No. Right? Oh, of course no. not. No. That's how strange the gig was. Buffalo's Beach? Buffalo, Buffalo Beach, Beach. Because there are actual <gasps> buffalo on this are small island. Are you kidding? Island. Yes. I'm going to write Catalina this down. Island Catalina Island where? Cata- that's the thing. It's one of the little mini islands on Catalina Island. <laughs> and yeah. I can take a plane or a, tr- a boat or something to get to see buffaloes? Yeah. Like at this no, beach? Yeah, you take a little mini, uh, what do they call those little, like a, you can take any boat, but it's small boats that go there okay. after you get to Catalina Island. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So you could take a plane. I mean, you'd be kind of a baller. Yeah. You take a, <laughs> what do you have, a private jet now? You're pontoon like, boat. I can fire up my jet. <laughs> let me just, let me see if my staff is at hand. I'm like, um, <laughs> so this is another one of those gigs where it's like, it paid well, so you don't say no, but then they, they. Very, they're very crafty about telling you the details of the gig after you've agreed. Yeah. Then they're kind of like, oh, but just want to let you know. You know <laughs> We're in uh, the middle of nowhere. Right, and right, just yeah. want to let you know. You have to wear a hazmat suit. You know, oh. they, they <laughs> add all the stuff after you've agreed. So it was on Buffalo Beach where you can only camp. There is nothing. There are no hotels. There's no restaurants. There's nothing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I was, of course, trying to get out of this. I was like, well, can I do the gig and then take a boat 
to the main yeah island yeah yeah and have a hotel there and the guy's like oh no those those will all be closed uh, there's no more boats after the hour and he might have been making it up i don't know <laughs> oh my god there's no, there's no boats at that time and i'm like what what tent do i stay in he's like oh well, there's a bunch and i'm just like you're not answering me what do you mean there's a bunch <laughs> yeah. which one am i in <laughs> <laughs> Who am I staying with? And he's like, oh, you know, everybody just kind of like teams up. What, teams, teams up with the most us. vague answers. What, this isn't like a little league tournament where we're traveling. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a grown man with, a, a, you know, a spare bedroom. Yeah, you're like, I have 200 channels at home. I yeah. $200 <laughs> for my cable. Because, yeah, because I am at the age now where I will pay my way out of something. Yeah. If yeah, I yeah. have to pay my way to comfort, I'll do it. Exactly. I'll yep. do it. Yep. I just turned a gig down in, in Birmingham, um, England. Be- because it was, t- in my opinion, too inconvenient. Are you kidding? Th- they were paying me a lot of money, but because I had to figure out all the details, I go. I said no. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, I That's was like, amazing. No. Like the the details of getting to the gig or like yes, like because getting to Birmingham is very difficult, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can't you don't go nonstop to London. You don't go nonstop to Birmingham. It's not. Yeah. That's not. It's like way more complicated. You think it'd be easy, <laughs> but it's. It would be like somebody telling you, no, you're going to Twin Falls, Idaho. Like, that's yeah. way more complicated than going to San yes. Francisco. I also like that you're smart enough that you do it yourself and you're not paying too much money for, like, a more confused manager, right? Right, like, right. I yeah. mean, it's funny because a lot of people say, well, how come your manager doesn't do it? And you go, dude, all that does is create the same conversations with you and your manager. Yes. Yeah. You have the exact same conversation that you would with the booker. Right. Yes. So, you know, I still, once again, want to exert control. Right, which I don't blame you. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I ended up turning it down because I thought, no, this isn't this. I, I would rather lose money yeah. and do my own fun trip to London. Right. Where that everything's makes sense. worked out the way I want it. Right. Then do this complicated gig in Birmingham to make decent money, but, you know, not crazy money. Right. You know, we're not not making not making Dr. Dre. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're amongst the buffaloes at this point. So you got so to the uh, buffaloes. Right. So there are buffaloes on this beach. And <laughs> so I'm staying in a tent with a guy that I brought to open for me. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was gung ho. Oh, my as God. we said, comedians, sometimes they'll do anything. This is probably right? like a step up from him. Yeah. For him, <laughs> he's, he's like, like Whoa. oh, cool. I don't have to do three minutes you know, <laughs> at, a, at a coffee shop in Burbank. I'll do it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we stay in this tent with all of these drunk, not in the tent, but the gig was for all these drunk, like, businessmen, these these dudes that own boats. It's part of a yachting club. Oh, okay. And this is their yearly just go to Buffalo Beach and I guess just get ripped. How big big is this beach? It's tiny. 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 Like, like. How many people do you think could be on this island on this well, night? I mean, I mean, hundreds could be on it. Okay, so but, hundreds. But it's kind of rugged. Right. So the camping space is but we're not small. It's a very small, very and you're going to have to perform for these people and then sleep but, with but them, they're, too. They're, they're, yeah, they're seated in this particular area. Okay. So they had that part right. They had a microphone and seating. And it's these guys, like I said, that are these really drunk. I think it's one of those things where when you've been married for a long time. You're you happy to be a getaway. Or yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. get me the that fuck away from my family. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's the dudes that are like, I cannot wait to get so smashed. And just fuck that buffalo. And just, and just, <laughs> I mean, whoops. Just, I mean, talk about feelings. <laughs> just hang out with Frank and Tommy. Yeah. yeah. And remember that time that we went to Cabo. And he like lost and my, his my wife can't call me because I'm on Buffalo Beach. Yeah. yeah. Can't, you can't reach yeah. me. Honey. Yeah. And there's going to be some comics. Who, you know, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. We're going to laugh and like we're going to oh listen to God. music. It's one of those things. So Ugh. it's like it's one of those things where the guys you're meeting and hanging out with, if you met them back in California... Wait, wait, it is in California. If you met them in San Diego where they live or whatever, they'd be completely different. Uh, yeah. They'd be wearing yes. a suit. Yeah. Like, hello. And they'd be yeah. talking to you about stock prices. Right. And they don't want to know you. 
and they don't want to know you. Correct. Right. Correct. And when you meet them on the beach, it's one hundred percent different. It's like Lord of the Flies. That's what I picture. Yes, like, yes. yeah, it is. It is the difference between. It's like if a twenty-five-year-old girl goes to Vegas. Oh and you're yeah. Like, that's the girl from the office. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No, that's Cindy. <laughs> that's what the guy, these guys are like on the yeah. beach. They oh, just man. cut loose. Um, and so it that that was the gig. Now the actual show was was fine. It was fine. I wouldn't say it was easy, <laughs> but it was fine. Did they have like a stage for you or was Not it just really? It's like a makeshift stage. Um, it's, you know, you basically have a microphone and you perform on the same sort mm-hmm. of mini stage that the band was on. There's a band there the whole weekend. And so it's one of those strange things where the actual show is fine. Yeah. But the, all the elements around it were just And so I can't believe strange. you had to t- camp in a tent. And I feel like. Camp in a tent. And and buffalo, like they I warn you, they, they give you warnings of, of what to do if a buffalo comes in. What? A buffalo might be in front of your tent in the morning. Yep. It might come into your tent and you got to, you know, you got to be chill. Now, do you, yeah. you play dead with the buffalo? You don't try to like make yourself bigger or I always forget. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I think you stay still. OK, I think I don't think you try to. Look at no. these sexual predators of the buffalo. They're just like, oh, he might come right in your room. Just let it be. Just let it. Be. It's no problem. It's like, wait, get out of my room. Oh, I was gonna say something really bad. I was gonna say, wait thirty-five years and report it. Oh, oh Meryl. Yep. Meryl. Oh well, I know. I'm sorry. Meryl. Oopsies. Thank um, goodness you said it, because had we said it. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. Okay, so and then also you said something about when you were in Maui, it was kind right. of like quiet there. Yeah. So this this happens a lot of corporate gigs. Like I said, if you have to be prepared to perform. In front of silence. I was getting paid like very, very good money to yeah. go to Maui. F- flew first class on their dime. Um, stayed at a resort. And everybody knew the resort. I, I forgot what it was. But it's like one of the very popular resorts mm-hmm. there. And um, this gig, you know, and I thought it was going to be easy for all the reasons I won't bore you with. I was like, oh, this is going to be cake. Yeah. This, But the longer I do comedy, the more I realize don't ever say that. Yeah. Don't ever think that. And I could tell... Of course, within the first minute, I was like, nope, this this is going to be a tough one. Oh. Buckle in, because this one is going to be tough. Because it, was it just people like on vacation, just not wanting? Well, no, it was part of a company. Oh, okay, that's right. Gig. There was a corporate, was a corporate gig, gig, part of the... But because it was such a fun corporate week that they were doing, yeah. I thought, they're going to be in such a great mood. Yeah. It's going to be so fun and easy. And like jovial and... Right, yeah. right. And, it, and it, once again, it wasn't that they weren't enjoying it. They were enjoying it. Yeah. It just it just there was no vocalizing <laughs> of the laughter. They were on Aloha just time. Just quiet. Yes. How long was your set? Thirty minutes. Oh, so you did thirty minutes to like a crickets. Not you know, crickets. Hawaiian but crickets. Not crickets, but <laughs> kind of. But very very mellow mellow vibe. Yeah. Mellow. Yeah. And I was pulling out every trick in the book. I was, and in fact, that's what helped. Riffing can sometimes save you at these corporate gigs. Right. Yeah. And when I riffed with this dude named Bill. That's when they got super excited. Yeah, and in in a, in a way, it made my jokes even harder because they were like, you know, go back to Bill. <laughs> no, but what about Bill? Shouting. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, thinking, do Sarah, I, I do have, Sarah. Thirty minutes on Bill. <laughs> I, I can do seven minutes on him. And um, you know, uh. so you, that's when you use every trick you know from doing these gigs, and that's how you survive them. And wow, that's how it goes well. Uh huh. Yeah, you're awesome. Yes, Thanks we love you. Yeah, we really Thank love you guys. good right it was really good god i love him yeah you do we both love him so much that was fun no, I, I just really i i think i love comedians i love to hear about how they got started and really what pushed them there and that struggle that they have because i feel like 
watching comedians my whole life, I would look at them and think like, wow, it's like, they're just so funny naturally. And it seems so, it seems to come so easy. And then as an adult, I realized it doesn't, it's, it's, yes, people can be funny, but it's a lot of hard work and you have to put a lot into becoming, you know, looking like it's effortless. Yeah, definitely. You know, I love that. I and love so that too. He was great to talk to. I just, I, I really urge everyone to go out there and just type in Andrew Norelli. That's N O R E L L I. And just check out some of his work and make sure you see if he's coming to a town near you. Bo. Yes. We got a plug for our friends at the Shamble Fest podcast. Yeah, we do. It's a weekly, they call it a what the fuck news comedy podcast. So they break down current events. It's very silly. It's funny. I like it. Uh, we just recently became friends with them. Yeah. Check them out. The Shamble Fest podcast. Here's a little bit more about them. Welcome to ShambleFest. I'm Jess. I'm Amber. And we are your one-stop weekly shop for news shambles. We're a weekly WTF and current events comedy podcast. We drop episodes every Monday morning. Tune in. Shamble on. All right, guys. That's all for this week's episode. Until next time, we will see you out there. This has been the Campfire Shit Show. We love you. Stay safe. Be cozy. Send us messages secretly i don't know why you said that because i want people to be sending us secret messages of like them writing poetry or like something that you don't want to share with anyone else in your life just know that you can message us if someone writes a poem called the campfire shit show and sends it to us i will draw a picture for them (gasps) oh my gosh okay send it in send a picture and Bo will draw a picture it's the first person who takes a screenshot of the poem Uh and puts it on Instagram. Okay. They got to take a picture, tag us in it. The first person does it. I'll do a a drawing for them. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. Now get out there and do it, kids. We'll see you later. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs>